flames up and driving when the sun goes down the hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time now it don't Hey friends, this is Jeff and Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Radio, and we've got an awesome program for you today. We've got we got Bill Shell. What a powerful testimony he has, and he's going to share his heart with you today on this program. So enjoy this program, and then give us a call here at Lonesome Road Radio. 618-383-2107 and yes we do have apps for your phone and you can log on to Lonesome Road Radio at lonesomeroadradio.com I got diesel smoke rolling from two chrome stacks my address is 408-414 a big blue mag now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive
wow, I'm just blown away. Just blown away. That uh, song is very meaningful to me. Uh, Gary, I appreciate you putting that together and the, and the video with it. I'm telling you what, I just so appreciate it. Now, and I don't know what's going on around here, but uh, I, I can tell you, uh, I can tell you about the song. I can tell you about the song. But you know, God knows what we have need of when we need it. Y'all ever get out of, out of time with God? I mean, God's got his own timetable. Y'all have learned that already, haven't you? Uh, we've all learned that if we've been on this journey for a while. And, and you know what? God's got his own timetable. Uh, I've, I've been privileged to work in gospel music for a lifetime. I really have. And I say that as a great privilege. And, and I've written hundreds, probably eight, nine hundred songs. And uh, many of them been recorded by many of the national artists all over the all over the United States. Many of them gone actually worldwide. Some of them been used in some uh, some films over in uh, in Europe and uh, some of the Eastern Bloc countries is getting airtime with some of the things that God has given us. Not because I'm good, but because God's good. Amen. You know, the song that they just played was a song that that we wrote a few years ago. You know, I, I didn't realize what God's plan was. I didn't know. I didn't know what God had in store for us. Uh, I dare say, were we to take a survey in here today, that there isn't the one of you that could say that I knew 10 years ago exactly what God's plan was for me at that time. It changes, doesn't it? It changes. But you know what? Everything was going along just fine, and I didn't realize. Uh, I was in a recording studio in Huntington, West Virginia, actually, and it was about 2 o'clock in the morning. I've been producing another, another uh, uh, session for some other people that day. And about 2 o'clock in the morning, we finished up with the tracks we'd been recording for them. And, and uh, I said, uh, told the piano player, I said, Craig, got a song I want to show you. And so I began to sing, You may rise up and walk. And you know, God had just given us a song. And I give that credit straight to the Lord. Let me tell you, I couldn't write you a letter that makes any sense. I, if I did, if I wrote you a letter, I'd misspell half the words in it. My, my pet peeve in life is people that can't understand there's more than one way to spell a word. <laughs> yeah, some of y'all will get that after a while. <laughs> but Craig and I was there at the piano, and, and I began to show him the song. And uh, he, he got excited about it. He called the other players back in there. He says, we're going we're gonna to do one more song. So it was, by now, it was up close to 3 a.m. We're sitting there writing charts for this song. And uh, you may rise up and walk. You know what? I didn't know within a 30-day time period that I was going to have an accident, and I wouldn't be able to walk a step. I had no clue. Had no idea. I believe God was getting me ready. I believe God was preparing me for what was in store. Did God bring this on me? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. But you know what? We have an all-knowing God. And you know, I believe God was getting me ready. Not to be defeated. To be an overcomer. And he began to speak into my ear. that uh, Into my spirit, if you will. That word, you may rise up and walk. And let me tell you something. If we ever needed to know today that we can rise up and walk in Jesus Christ, it's right now. Amen. Let me tell you something. You look around this old world and see what's going on, and I'm going to tell you something. We need to know that we have a God that will help us be an overcomer. And we can be. We don't have to be defeated. Uh, I, boy, Gary, it just tripped my trigger when I saw that video. And in my mind, I've played this out a thousand times. But boy, when you can see it, when you can see it, see it really happen, you know, from a distance even, how wonderful it is to see the overcoming power of God at work in our heart and in our life. And you know what? I'm so thankful today that it isn't isolated to somebody that's, uh, that's in, in Bangladesh or Hong Kong or even Israel or New York City. But right here in southern Illinois, we can experience the greatness of God. 
beautiful tabernacle. I, I experienced the greatness of God when I drove in on this facility today and I looked and saw what God is doing here and I thought, my goodness, in a day when we are seeing that, that many churches are declining and that's a sorry thought, but it's true when we're seeing that many things are, are, are separating away from God to pull in and see this magnificent facility that God has planted here, I got excited. I saw it and I thought, what a blessing, what a blessing in the privilege to be here this day. We've got a lot of things going on. Uh, life has changed greatly for me, just as it has for everybody else. But we've got a lot of things going on. See, I don't run as fast as I used to. The only time I'm going to run is if I'm being chased, okay? But I don't run as fast as I used to. Don't jump quite as high as I used to. I'm real good at falling. I can do that about anywhere. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about, you know. Uh, but, you know, I'm not down and out, folks. Let me tell you something. I serve a God. Daniel said, as he stood before Nebuchadnezzar, there is a God. <laughs> I know him. I know him. And I serve a God that helps me every day. We got a lot going on. Life has changed greatly. I want to read some scriptures. Is that okay? I want to read some scriptures. I want to share a few thoughts with you. I'm going to come back to a testimony. I'm going to wind this thing back around. And I'm just going to get right down on a personal level with you, okay? Is that all right? Now, I'm just going to open my heart and just really share with you today uh, some, some things that, that, uh, uh, I, that God's placed upon my heart. If you have your Bibles, look over in the book of Philippians. And I'm going to read just one verse from there, chapter number 4. And it's a verse that everybody in this room will know. I'll guarantee you, you'll know it when we get there. Chapter number 4, in verse number 13, this is what it says. It says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Now, did y'all get that? Wow, what a word. Paul's right into the church, and he's making a big statement did he, uh, did he leave us any room for question? Sam, did he say, I think I can do all things? He didn't. It's a statement of faith. I'm going to tell you something. I looked at this word, and I thought about the hour that we live in. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And I thought about the reality that Paul was a man much like you and I. I guarantee you the Bible declares to us he had his infirmities just like we do. We know he had his problems just like we do. Look at the word. Look at the life of Paul. How many times was he beaten? How many times was he shipwrecked? How many times was he locked up in jail? He had his problems just like we do. But this man says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Now, what, what does that word all tell us? Now, that's an important word in the scripture. I want you to know. Uh, when we begin to think about the realities of God, and we begin to think about what we can or cannot do, we kind of limit ourselves. Did you know that? I have talked with individuals and began to share with them and challenge them to do some things even within the family of God or within the church or even in, in the musical field. And they say, well, I can't do that. We've all said it, haven't we? But the Word says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Amen. Now, let me, let me ask you something. Can you build a church? Through the individual? Nope. But when Christ is in the midst, hey, look what happens. Look what happens. When Christ begins to direct, when Christ begins to speak to the heart, and when Christ gets our attention, and Christ gives us a direction for life, even for the moment, we can accomplish the task that's been handed to us. We sometimes suffer defeat needlessly. Now, stay with me. Don't get mad at me. We sometimes suffer the consequences of defeat because we're looking on the 
on ourselves instead of looking unto the author and the finisher of our faith, and that being Jesus Christ. He says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Oh, what can we do? What can we do? I believe the Bible points out many things that we can accomplish in Christ that we cannot accomplish within ourselves. And I'm, I'm laying the platform here, folks, for coming back to a testimony. So you just bear with me here for a little while. But we look at this, and I began to ask myself this question this morning, to be honest with you. What is he talking about? What is Paul talking about? And I think the Scripture gives us some insight to this. First of all, as a child of God, we are asked to do things sometimes that we don't understand why we're doing them. Okay? I can assure you that happens. I believe that in Christ, when Paul is saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, I believe, number one, he's saying, we can walk into the unknown. Now, we know what yesterday held, don't we? If we can remember yesterday, some of us can, some of us can't. I'm one of those that can't. But if we can remember what went on yesterday, we can recall what went on. But you know what? Tomorrow's yet a mystery, isn't it? We don't know what the Lord has in store for us. It may be, it may be a great blessings that we can't even contain. It may be a mountain high that we cannot imagine. But you know what? The reality and the truth is, it may be a valley that we're walking through by tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow holds. But in Christ... I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, meaning I can walk into the unknown. I can face tomorrow without fear. That's what I'm saying. I looked into the Word, and the Word begins to reveal to us a story. You find it in the 10th chapter of the book of Acts. I'm not going to turn there and read time's sake this morning. This, this, they'll get away from us. But jot it down and look at it a little bit later. If you go to the 10th chapter of the book of Acts and start reading the account of a man by the name of Cornelius. And you're going to find that Cornelius was a centurion. Now we know very clearly that, uh, th that the church didn't have a whole lot to do with the centurions. And there's a reason being why. We know that it was the centurions that literally nailed Christ to the cross. We know it was our sins that put him there. But the act was carried out by the centurion guard. We know that. So the church didn't have much to do with the, uh, with the centurion group. We know that they were a Gentile group, so the church was not including them at this time. But the word begins to identify to us that the Holy Spirit of God began to speak unto a man by the name of Peter. And we all know about Peter. And we can see in this chapter number 10 of the book of Acts that Peter began to receive the instructions from the Lord that he was to take the message to these that needed to hear. And Peter said, oh, not me. I am, I'm not going. I know what, I, I remember, Lord, what they did to you. And I'm paraphrasing now very loosely. But Peter had the mindset, I know what they did to you. They nailed you to the cross, and now you're wanting me to go see them and tell them uh, that you love them? I, I don't think so. But you know what? When God begins to converse with us, and we give Him our attention, He speaks words that we need to hear. You may rise up and walk. Yeah. He speaks word to us that we need to hear, Peter, I'm in this thing, so I'm telling you to get up from where you are, and whenever they come to your door, you get up and you go with them, even though it is unknown. He didn't know what kind of reception he was going to get when he got there. He didn't know if he was going to be received or if he was going to be rejected. But through Christ, he was strengthened to walk into the unknown. You know what? There's lots of unknowns in life. Every one of us faces them every day. There's unknown concerning our, our financial situation. Folks, let's, let's face it. A financial situation in this country is in trouble. We know that. We know that there's unknown concerning, uh, concerning our health for tomorrow. We don't know what it's going to be. It might be good. It might not be so good. It's unknown, isn't it? There is so many unknowns that are before us. But thank God, He calms all of our fears. 
And we don't have to step back and say, I can't go another step forward because I don't know what's out there. But he says, I will go with you and I will never ever leave you and I will never forsake you. So you never have to worry about the unknown because our Lord and Savior is with us every step of the way. Every step, every step. So through Christ... I can have the courage to walk into the unknown. Secondly, I looked at this, and I see that we, in Christ, which strengthens us, I can accomplish the impossible task. Now, boy, you think, now, you've done went and lost it here now. Uh, you're talking about accomplishing the impossible task. I don't think I've missed it. I think that the Word says clearly, I can do all things through Christ. So, so are we going to back up and say, I can do some things through Christ? No, we're not. We're going to make that stand with Paul and we're going to say, I can do it all if Christ is in the midst of it. I can accomplish the impossible task. I looked over in the book of Acts in chapter number 16, very familiar passage of Scripture, and I find that this Paul and Silas, they were over here in, in, in Philippi, and what happened to them, but they got themselves in a peck of trouble. They wound up in jail. Now, I'm going to tell you something. That's not a pleasurable place to be. I worked a lifetime practically, in the jail system. I've seen it all. I've seen all of it. I taught school for 25 years in the prison system. I've seen about all of it. Not a pleasurable place to be. I've encountered all kinds. I truly have. Paul and Silas were in jail, but they weren't just in jail. They were in the Interjail. They were inside the jail, inside the jail, and it didn't stop there. They were bound by their hands and by their feet. They were chained literally to the wall and to the floor. And you know what? They weren't going anywhere. It was over. They were not going to get out of there. Try as they would, they were not going to break those chains. Try as they would, the locks were not going to come undone by their own power. But here they were in the midst of an impossible situation with no way out. Boy, does that ever sound familiar. Y'all ever been there? Huh. Y'all ever, you've been there. Some of, you, some of you are smiling and shaking your head. You know what I'm talking about. We get into those impossible situations where we look around for the exit and there isn't one. Huh? Yeah, and there's no way out. The word says that at midnight, you know that story, they begin to sing praise unto the Lord. They begin to thank God for his blessings. They began to thank God, I believe, for even a way out. Huh? The Word tells us that He will never put us in a situation that will overtake us. He will always provide for us what? A way out. Huh? We get our eyes on the problem instead of on the master. And we see the impossibilities all around us. And we don't see the way of escape. Paul and Silas began to pray, and they began to sing unto the Lord. Can't you imagine the song that they were singing? I don't think they were singing, I'm in the jailhouse now. I think they were singing, He set me free. Amen. Huh? Amen. And the Word says the chains fell away. Huh? And there was a way made. Don't you know that done something for their faith? Folks, let's look back at the things that God has brought us through. He's brought us through financial despair. He's brought us through health issues. He's brought us through family issues. He's brought us out of sin and set us on the solid rock. He has made a way for us. Hey, you know what? Through Christ, through Christ Jesus, I can do all things. Huh? I can, do, I can accomplish the impossible task. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know how long y'all been working on this building, but the day you started, I can almost promise you, you felt like, Gary, it was an impossible task. But look now. 
Look now what God is doing. See, God's got it all in control. So I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So I believe the scripture begins to teach us then that I can not only walk into the unknown, I can not only accomplish the impossible, but I believe we can also demonstrate courage instead of fear. Boy, let me tell you something. That's something we really need to get a hold of in the church. We, we, we've got an enemy out here, folks. Let me tell you something. We've got an enemy in Satan. He's an enemy to Christ, and if you're a believer in Christ, he's your enemy. It's, it's a battle zone. I mean, this ain't no recreation hall, I heard a, guy, a writer once say. It's not a recreation hall. It's a battle zone. We've got an enemy. We have an opponent. We really do. And you know what? As much as Christ wants to bless us and encourage us and to help us, the enemy wants just as badly to destroy us. He really does. We've been afraid for far too long uh, of taking on the task of, of, of beating the enemy. I'm going to tell you something. He's already defeated. Uh, Christ has already seen to that. But in Christ, who strengthens us, we can find courage instead of fear. Again, I looked into the book of Acts in chapter number 4. And I found a passage of text that spoke to my heart. I looked and I saw these early church leaders, Peter and those that were there, John, and those that were there at the early church. And there was, uh, there was a lot of commotion going on, a lot of noise being made, a lot of attention being given. And the rulers of the day began to gather up and they said, look, church, we don't want to hear any more about this Jesus. <laughs> kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? Look, look, church. Uh, if, if you want to, if you want to do these kind of things, just sit over there in your corner and leave the rest of the world alone. Kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? Look, church, we don't need you guys telling us what's right and wrong. We'll figure it out on our own. We'll figure out that, according to the world, that homosexuality is not a sin. We'll figure it out that, that uh, it's okay to, to live. Now, now, hear me out. This is what the world's saying. This is not what the church is saying. But the world is saying, we'll figure out that these things are not really sin. We'll figure it out on our own that we can live the way we want to and we can expect the blessings of God. We can make it church without you telling us all the things that you're telling us about Christ. So here's what we want you to do, church. We want you to sit over there and be real quiet. We don't want you to say nothing to nobody. You know, if you want to do your own thing in, in, uh, in your closet, well, you just go ahead and do it. That's okay. And the church, in that early church, my friend, at a decision point for all of the ages to come, they arose to the moment and they begin to say unto the magistrate of the hour, you decide, you think it's more important that we listen to your opinion over God's? Do you think that we should listen to you and keep silent uh, to, to tell the good news of Jesus Christ and let people die and go to hell? Do you think that we should listen to your instruction to us telling us that a sin is okay and we shouldn't stand against it? And the early church said, we'll tell you how it is. We're not going to stop. Amen. We're going to tell the world that Jesus Christ saves. We're going to tell the world that, that sin really is sin. And we're going to tell the world that Jesus is the only cure for sin. We're going to, we're going to tell the world that we are going to be a beacon those, those might see that need to be guided away from the pitfalls and the rocks of life. And that there's a place of safety. We're going to tell the world that there's hope in Jesus Christ. They weren't afraid. They said, if, if, if you keep it up, if you keep it up, church, there's going to be consequences to pay. They said, okay, we're not going to stop. You know what? 
Those same leaders are clamoring today, folks. I'm going to tell you, it's fact. They're clamoring today. The world is making the same statement today. There's no time to stop, church. There's no time to back down. There's no time to be afraid. It's time that we stand upon the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Now, note what I said. The righteousness of Jesus Christ, for I have none on my own merit. It's time we stand on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and proclaim the banner that Jesus Christ saves and changes lives. It doesn't matter what yesterday held. It doesn't matter uh, what sin that we lived in yesterday. Jesus Christ breaks the bondage of sin and sets the sinner free. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to take back seat. But we can boldly proclaim the message of Jesus Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, I mentioned early on that God changes directions for us. Now, you know, that's hard. I've, I've, I've learned in life that's not easy. And you know what? I've learned, I've learned in life that sometimes it's it just, just really hard to, to, to wrap your head around sometimes the direction that God wants you to go. I was traveling, and I, I mentioned I'm going to get around here to a testimony, and I'm getting there. Gary, if I run too long, you stop me, okay? Start waving at me or something, okay? But I was, I was traveling in music. I've, I've split this work all my life. I've, I've, uh, I've taught school in, in the prison system, and, and uh, I spent 25 years teaching building trades uh, to inmates that were incarcerated from various parts of, of uh, most of them from the state of Illinois. And I've, I've seen all of it. I, I've, I've, I've worked with young men that came out of the satanic church, led them to Christ, and very blessed, very fortunate. Thank God that we've been able to be in that position. I've worked with individuals that uh, had never heard the name Jesus before. And I wasn't there to teach, uh, teach uh, the Bible to them or to teach Christ to them, but I'm going to tell you something. I found out a long time ago when you've got a captive audience, preach to them. You know, they're not going anywhere. i got the keys. Only way they're leaving is take them away from me. And they could have done it, but they did didn't. But, but you know, uh, I, I, but along with that, I've traveled a lifetime in music. I found out at an early age that I like music. I always have, always have. And, and as a young man, as a young man, you know where I wound up? I'm going to tell you where I wound up. I wound up in every rat hole. I, f I wound up behind the chicken wire in about every tavern there was in the country. I did. Not proud of where it came from, but I'm going to tell you what my yesterday does. It serves to remind me that I don't want to go back there no more. Amen. See, that's where it's at. I've, I've got a yesterday, and so have you. And it serves to remind me I don't want to go back there anymore. But you know, I, I, I remember, I remember those days. I was a young man. Young man traveling in a in a in a band and and playing and and uh, the Lord got a hold of me and and uh, and really uh, sought me out and you know what I I found out real quickly I really did need Jesus I really did I gave my heart and life unto Jesus Christ and you know what I thought my world was over. I thought right then, you know what, I'll never be able to do any more music. I love music. I'll not be able to do any more music. You know what a foolish thing I did? I went and sold all my instruments. Because I thought, God can't use that. You know, he's not going to take what I've done out here for the devil and use that. I sold everything I had. I had absolutely nothing. And it wasn't long till I've got around a group of believers that began to show me that, you know what, God's got a plan. God's got a plan. And I began to get involved in, in, in the gospel music side of it. And, and I've traveled a lifetime. I've been all over the world in music. And I'm so very, very thankful. I envisioned as a child one of the greatest desires. You know, God gives us the, the desires of our heart sometimes. But I thought, uh, as a child, I thought, you know, uh, I, I've seen all those Johnny Wisemiller movies of Africa. Y'all remember those Tarzan movies that had Africa on them? I thought, you know what, I, I want to go there someday. 
Now, let me tell you something. In my household, we were poor, honey. The, fo- the poor folks knew we were poor. The saddest day of my life that I remember as a child was the day the Goodwill store burnt down. Now, we were in trouble. Uh, but I thought, you know, I, I would sure love to travel. I'd, love, I'd like to go. And I knew there was no possibility of being able to. But you know what? Through Christ, I can do all things which strengthens me. You know where the first music tour outside of the United States that I made was? Africa. Got privileged. Get on a 747 jet and fly thousands, thousands of miles to the continent of Africa. I could just envision them out there with machetes clearing a place to rent land that jet. And boy, I was hoping they had a thought big enough to get it down, to be honest with you. But you know, God gives us the desires of our heart. That was the first trip we made outside of the United States. And, 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 and we came back and, and God was using us in the gospel music industry. I was writing for many of the artists across the nation. I thought, you know, it would be a great thing to have a chart song. I look, Boy, I'd, I'd get the, the monthly magazine on, the, on the, uh, the gospel music charts. And I'd get that thing out and look at it. And I thought, boy, how great it'd be to have a song up there in that, in that, in that uh, chart. You know, that'd be just a wonderful thing. And you know what? It wasn't but just a few weeks. Now hear me out. That I looked on that chart. And it wasn't just on the charts. It was top ten nationwide. And you know what? I looked at that. And you know what God told me? He told me something I didn't want to hear. He said, there it is. Now, what's it mean? I thought, whoa. Why are you asking me, Lord, what's it mean? He said, what's it mean? He said, that's a number that man's placed on that. But he said, you know what? When I'm really in this, and when I give this to you, that dear little saint that's sitting way back here in the back of the church or way over here on this side or right down here in front that's going through a low point in life and needs to hear from me and they receive that encouragement it doesn't matter what that chart says that's a number one that's a number one and I thought wow wow you know what I don't need this. I said, I don't need this. I said, I said, Lord, if I never have another one, it's okay. It's okay. Doesn't matter. Doesn't make a bit of difference. See, God has a way of changing our direction. See, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, my attitude changed because God was in the middle of it. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Since that time, I've had many that have been there. And all it does is tell me, you know what? The message that Christ has given me is being heard around the world. It doesn't mean anything other than that. Not a thing. And I'm very thankful for that. God taught me a great lesson. Everything's good in our world, see? Everything's going along just fine. Until the Lord begins to interfere in my life and tell me to give it up, to leave the road and pastor a church. I said, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. Not me, Lord. Now, you talk to somebody else about that when I'm doing what I want to do. No, you... uh, And you know what? I've wrestled with the Lord for quite some time. I'm involved in a worldwide ministry, Lord. I begin to reason. I'm involved in a worldwide ministry, and you're wanting me to pastor a church that on Wednesday night has six people. I said, nope, not me. You got the wrong fella in mind. Well, about two weeks later, I was cleaning the bus out to go home. pastor at a little church that had about six people on Wednesday night. And you know what? God began to bless our work. While I was at that church, we built on twice 
because we ran out of room. And you know what? Both times we built onto that church, we paid cash for the build out because God said, don't go in debt. So not only did he provide us the people, he built the church. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. See? Well, everything's good until one day at work I took one step too far. And I exploded two discs in my back. I hit the pavement. Couldn't walk a step. I had an inmate crew out with me at that time. We had, I was taking a crew off grounds. I actually had class was taken out. You know what? Those guys carried me in. Can you believe that? They could have gone anywhere they wanted to, Sam. They carried me back to the institution. See? And it wasn't long till we was in this situation. And you know what? We lost everything that we had. I lost my church because I wasn't able to pastor. Pretty much lost my family because my family had become a part of the church. We lost our income. We lost all of our health insurance. Can't even get it. It's okay. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of you are too. See, we lost it all because I went one more step. So here I am. Can't walk. Can't work. No income. No health insurance. No church to turn to. But I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Hey, folks, we're never defeated, okay? We're not defeated. You may hit bottom. I've been there. And you know what? When you get on the bottom, there ain't but one way. That's up. That's up. That's up. That's up. The Lord spoke to us in the song. Say, you may rise up and walk. Do you suppose when he went by the pool of Bethesda and that crippled man lay there and Jesus asked him, do you want to walk? You think, I'll think about it. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you know what? I think, I think we could see him there. I, I think he had both hands up reaching for the Lord. That's where we have to get sometimes. We have to find out, you know, our only way out of this thing is that way of escape that he's provided to us through Jesus Christ. We lost it all. And we're trying to get things organized and get back together and get by the best that we can. And, and then uh, uh, the Lord lays upon our heart to uh, open a recording studio. Well, I'll tell you what, as much as I love music, I sure couldn't afford to do that because there wasn't any way in the world that I could. And uh, we began to pray about that. And God began to provide us equipment. And you know what? We're blessed. Amen. We are blessed, blessed, blessed. We do have a recording studio. I've been in the studio all week, all week long. I'm still out doing some music. I just got back from, uh, I just got back from extended tour. I was out about four weeks. And my wife travels with me. I am pastoring. I am pastoring, but I've got an assistant that helps me out when I do have to be gone. I just got back in from being gone about four weeks. We was all down through the south. Ended up, uh, I worked down in the Cayman Islands, worked down in Mexico, and just got back. Just got back just a few days ago. Do you know what? It's not because I am worthy. It's not because I've got it all together. I don't have. I'm working on this thing just like you are. Got frailties, you know, got flaws. Got issues that I have to deal with just like everybody else. But here's the thing. I can do all things through Christ. Which strengthens me. Defeated? Uh-uh. No way. Uh -uh. No way. No way. Not defeated. I've said many times, and I've shared this story, this testimony, all over this country and other countries, to be honest with you. You know what? When the Lord gave us a song, you may rise up and walk. I didn't realize how literally he was meaning that for me. I've claimed it for mine. Yeah, I get around with a cane. Uh, you know, so, sometimes in the house, I'll, I'll I'll leave it behind and get around through the house. But uh, I, if I have to ride that thing from here to eternity, it don't transfer. Uh -huh. 
I'm going to leave it somewhere. Uh, I had a little lady tell me back, well, boy, I sure like that cane. I said, honey, you follow me around a little while and you can have it because I'm going to leave it behind. It don't transfer, see. And if I have to use it now, that's no weakness on God's part. Uh, None at all. I was flat on my back. But now I can rise up and walk. I don't know where you're at today. Man, I don't know. You know, I know I know we all need to know that we're not defeated. We're not defeated. You may be down, you may be out, but you're not defeated in Christ Jesus. I can do all things. If you don't remember anything else uh, from your Bible, remember this one. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Strengthens me. And that's to the individual. We can each claim that. We can each claim that. I am a blessed man. I'm going to tell you something. I have a wonderful wife that has stuck by me and, and uh, has prayed for me and has been there every step of the journey. We've been married for, for, uh, for 40 years. We've been, been there a long time. And, and uh, I'm blessed. We have one son that's, uh, uh, that's 38 years old. Uh, believe this or not, he's six foot nine. Six foot eight, six foot eight. Uh, we grow them big down where we live, see? And then uh, we have seven grandchildren. Wow. When they all come. I'm ready to go somewhere else. <laughs> Love every one of them. We are blessed. I'm a blessed man. I am blessed, blessed, blessed. I'm blessed in being here today. And I'm blessed in you sharing your time with me to hear me ramble. But take with you this day, if nothing else, say it with me. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Let's say it again. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And believe it. Believe it. Whether you're in this room, whether you're on the road somewhere, whether you're in a hotel somewhere, or whether you're in wherever, this word is for you. I can survive, I can make it, I can accomplish, I'm not defeated because of Christ Jesus. Because of Christ Jesus. Sure is good to serve you, Lord. I know the battle will be won. My love for you is just as strong as the day that it begun. I remember when you saved me and melted this heart of stone. Promise to be with me, I'll never walk alone. When you smile upon me, Lord, you turn my life around. You
All right, friends, I know you enjoyed that great testimony by Bill, but Bill wanted to add this to this CD before we send it out. He's got a testimony of what's going on with his son and his granddaughter and his daughter-in-law. So here's Bill's show. On November 21st, 2015, we faced one of the most difficult situations that we had ever encountered in our lifetime. The day had progressed as normal until about midnight, something like that, and there was a knock at the door, and I went to the door, and it happened to be a uniformed officer that came to inform us that there had been a tragic accident with my son and his family. I had uh, my son, my daughter-in-law, uh, my three-year-old granddaughter, and my five-year-old grandson was all involved in a rollover accident, and uh, the complications were great. In the accident, my five-year-old grandson's life was taken. Absolutely broke our heart. To this day, I have a hole in my heart that's bigger than my body. And that's as honest as I can be. But through that, we had some great injuries in the rest of the family. A daughter-in-law had a, a, a broken ankle, and it was broken quite badly. I had to do surgery on that uh, right away to, to preserve uh, what she did have left. My son was life-flighted directly from the, from the crash scene to a hospital in Indiana. Accident happened in southern Illinois. They life-flighted him directly from the crash scene to a hospital in Indiana where he was extremely uh, critical condition. When I arrived at the hospital, I found out that he was already on life support. I found out that he was, was broken up about as bad as anyone that I had ever seen broken anywhere. I learned also there that my daughter-in-law's leg was in the condition that I had already identified, and she too was in the ICU unit in uh, in Evansville. My granddaughter had also been flown to the same hospital in Evansville, Indiana, my three-year-old granddaughter. And when we arrived at the hospital, they told us, uh, my wife and I said, one of you has to go to Indianapolis to the children's hospital with my granddaughter, my three-year-old. And we decided very quickly that uh, I would be the one to go with her to to uh, Indianapolis, which was some 230 miles or so away from where the rest of them were in the hospital, not knowing the extent of her injury. So uh, they put her on a helicopter and took off, and we was in a chase behind the helicopter in the car. When we arrived to Indianapolis, Uh, we found out that she too was placed on life support and had a broken neck. Also was suffering from a spinal cord injury that was uh, uh, unpredictable at that time as to where it was was going. We uh, were in a a real situation, uh, which at a later time I'll get into more detail and and share this uh, with with the ministry and, and, and the Uh, the important thing that we truly want to share is the faithfulness of God. Uh, We have been in this for several weeks now. We have uh, seen difficult situations become even more difficult. We have stood uh, day and night whenever the conditions have worsened until we did not know if they would get through the day or even the night. It's just been uh, just a, a real trial of, of everything that life has to throw at us. We uh, were trying to cover all the bases. There wasn't enough of us to cover the bases, and I spent the first week uh, at uh, the bedside of my three-year-old in, in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, as her mother and dad were both in the ICU unit back in Evansville. Uh, mother was improving. Uh, Dad was not. And uh, Dad was broken up so very, very badly. His right leg was uh, from his hip to his knee, and then from his knee to his ankle was absolutely, the bone was just mangled. On the left leg, that was the right leg, on the left leg, uh, the, the bone was broken twice between the knee and the ankle. 
his pelvis was also broken. On the right arm, his uh, right arm was broken in two places, once just below the shoulder, and the, uh, the right wrist was broken. Uh, on his left side, every rib was broken, had punctured a lung. He was in serious, serious trouble. Spent, he spent over three weeks on life support. My granddaughter also spent over three weeks on life support. I stood at the head of the bed when, after, after the, the uh, daughter-in-law uh, was well enough, she came to Indianapolis to stay with her daughter. I came back to Evansville to stay with my son. And I would stand at the head of the bed and look at him in such a broken condition, seriously broken condition. Uh, could, couldn't care for himself, couldn't turn over in bed, couldn't sit up in bed, couldn't move, uh, was awake very, very seldom. Most of the time he was just completely out. Uh, but the faithfulness of God, let me tell you about the faithfulness of God. I stood by his bedside, stood at his head, and day after day after day, and those days turned into weeks, quite honestly. I stood at the head of his bed, and I began to quote to him Acts chapter 3, verse number 6. I began to tell him about the story of the, of the, of the man that lay there beside the gate. And I read as it identified that Peter and John came by to him, and they said, Silver and gold have I none. See, they didn't have what he needed within themselves to meet his need. But silver and gold have I none, but in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. I repeated that day in, day out, day in and day out, not knowing uh, that he heard one word that I was speaking to him. It was last week, or... or when I'm putting this together, it was last week, which it's Christmas time. Uh, but last week, I was standing at the head of the bed, and he had awakened. And he said, Dad, what was that verse? I said, what verse, buddy? He said, you know, that verse we've been talking about. I said, no, tell me what verse we've been talking about. He said, oh, you know, that verse we've been talking about. And then it dawned on me. I said, son, are you talking about this verse? And I began to quote, silver and gold have I none. But in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. He said, yes, yes, that's the one. That's the verse. I said, David... I have stood by your bed, and I have claimed that for days. I've claimed that not only for you, but I've claimed that for me as well. For I've stood here for ever since you've been here. I have stood here beside you. And I've not been able to stand on my own. It is but by the power of God that I've been able to stand. So I've claimed that verse day in and day out, not just for you, but I've claimed it for me, for I have needed it just as badly as you have, for I need the power of the Lord in these times to help me to stand. I said, David, let's make that our verse. He said, we'll do that. That that will be our verse. I said, that's going to be our verse, David. Wasn't but a couple of days later. I went back to Indianapolis to see my three-year-old granddaughter. And it absolutely broke my heart. I saw this vibrant, 
thriving little three-year-old that's full of life and energy and is just a ball of fire constantly reduced to a wheelchair and a lap blanket. It broke my heart. And you know, immediately, the Lord pointed out to me, that's just not mine and David's verse. We need that verse for Maddie, too. And I began to speak to this little girl. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Today I stand before you, and I'm telling you now, I am not believing for one moment that my three-year-old granddaughter is going to remain in a wheelchair. I believe that in the Word we are given the power and the authority to speak God's Word in truthfulness. And what we believe in faith in the Lord, we can see. I believe it. And in my mind, in my faith today, I see this three-year-old child out of that wheelchair and walking just like she did on November 20th. And today, we've claimed that verse for Maddie. You may rise up and walk. I've claimed that verse for my daughter-in-law who's still dealing with a broken leg and needs our prayers greatly. You may rise up and walk for the entire family. I'm claiming that verse. You may rise up and walk. Folks, there's things here I can't fix. I can't change. But in Christ, we can walk through difficult hours. We can face difficult days. We can face situations that we think are absolutely impossible by depending upon God. And today I can tell you that God will take care of us. Now I'm going to be real honest. Sometimes I don't know how He's going to do it. Sometimes I can't see what God is going to do to make things work. I can't tell you how God's going to intervene and how that He's going to roll the clouds back and how that He's going to provide strength. I can't tell you how He's going to, but I know in faith that He is going to. So I'm going to tell you today, I will serve notice unto Satan himself. In Jesus, my family will rise up and walk. Well, friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, and we don't like to close any program without offering you the chance to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you'd like to be saved, pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I want to be a Christian. I want you to come into my life change me from the inside out and I will live for you from this day forward in Jesus name amen thanks for listening to our program and remember Jesus loves you and we do too and this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn and we'll talk at you later that day I met Jesus hanging there on a tree I heard as he spoke and he beckoned I left a lifetime of misery hanging there, don't you see? That day I met Jesus, that day He saved me. There was nothing to do that would alter my past. That's when I knew that this day was my last. They nailed this man on a cross next to me There I opened my heart New life to receive That day I met Jesus Hanging there
Yeah.